Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. And today's special episode is an Easter special. It's all about where did Jesus go when he died? Where did Jesus go? Hey, this is just an amazing time of the year, and I'm excited about um, what God is doing here. You know, here at Liberty Baptist Church, we've had, we're experiencing revival. Uh, we have had 30 new people, uh, families, join the church. No, that's not true. 36 30, yeah, new families uh, joined the church in the last three months. It's been amazing. Every single week we're seeing people saved. Last week, we had nine individuals come into the church and trust Christ as Lord and Savior. So I cool. mean, they came, one guy came up to me right after the service and I said, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? No. And we just shared with them the gospel. Two other people in the same, within the next hour, I had to give them to other individuals. My wife got to lead one of them to the Lord. Our secretary got to lead someone to the Lord. I, I, I'm talking children, young adults, uh, in every area. It's just amazing to watch what God is doing. People ask me, do you have uh, do you believe in revival and the revivals that are going on? I, I, I think we see revival here all the time. Yeah. And I'm especially excited about this week because it's Easter Sunday. And of course, there's going to be a, a new crowd of people that, that come in every every Easter and every Christmas. They yeah. they show up. We're going to have the opportunity, though, this week to to talk about what Jesus did. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk specifically about the conversion of the Apostle Paul, the chief skeptic of, oh, uh, of Christianity. And that's going to be this Sunday? That's this, this coming well, Sunday. my whole family is really excited to be here at 645, because uh, that's what time we get to be are, here. Are you going to be? Oh, hey, <laughs> All I'm six com- of us. I, I get to be here at 545. Are you going to be at the sunrise service? Yes, we're having a Spanish sunrise <laughs> we service. We opted out of that one. <laughs> so we, we're going to do that. We're going to have... We're going to have at, at six o'clock, there's a pancake breakfast. That's, you know, before I had kids, tamales. this sounded really cool. Pa- pancakes. Like, <laughs> and then I had kids and I'm like, you want me to be where? So, Why? <laughs> so I am going to be here. Then then after that, we have our eight o'clock service mm-hmm. and then we have, and we're going to have choir. And oh the man, the choir the is it. That's why we're here because um, we're all involved with the music and everything. And we're so, we really are excited because- Every service, eight o'clock, all three services in the morning, and eleven thirty, are going to have just spectacular. It's an amazing presentation. Uh, the music, along with the speaking, it just and it's all gospel centered. Yes. And I'm actually, it's, this is a sort of a a prequel to the message series we're starting next week, calling "Breaking Free," oh. called "Breaking Free." Breaking Free is is I study through the book of Galatians and our liberty in Jesus Christ, and it'll be great. So I would encourage you to be here Sunday for, for this. It's, we're talking about the resurrection of a man from the dead under his own power. That just, that's ridiculous yeah. unless Jesus yeah. is God. And we're going to yeah. talk about that and why that's so important. And then we're going to talk about Paul being, before he was Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus, and he was so he was the, the leading skeptic of the world. He hated Christians, and yet he gets converted. And Galatians chapter 1, he says, I'm here to declare the resurrection wow. from the dead. The guy that hated Christians, yeah. persecuted Christians, probably laughed when Stephen was being martyred. Yeah. And now he's declaring that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. This Sunday's great. Be in church. It's going to be terrific. So we're talking today... Yes, about a question that I have gotten asked multiple times. Even this week, I had a friend who I've been reading through the Bible with, 
asked me, she said, so where where did Jesus go when he died? And I love, I love questions like that. I do too. They're beautiful. And I think it's a perfect time to explain it. So people have all sorts of different thoughts about that. And it's okay because they've been wrong. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I always love a confident man. Yeah, so uh, of course, uh, our LDS friends mm-hmm. believe that Jesus actually came to America and preached to the Native Americans on this. Oh, wow. Did, yeah, did I do remember. That? Yeah, when, yeah, I learned that when we went to, you took us to Utah for something. We stopped where a train went through and went through all the history of a yes. lot of Mormon stuff. Yeah. So. so, of course, we don't believe that. <clears throat> this is what we believe that, that took place. Jesus on the cross, you remember the story, when he was on the cross, Jesus said to the, he's, he's being mocked by the two thieves, yeah. one on either side, and then one of the thieves repents. He changes. The word repent just means to change. One of the thieves changes and looks over at the other thief, and he said, how can you be mocking him? I mean, they were saying, if you're really of God, if you're the son of God, then come down and get us down from here. He stops, and he says, look, we deserve this, but he doesn't. Hmm. And uh, this is my paraphrase. He said, uh, he's done nothing. And then he looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord, he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Well, that's an amazing thing. And then, so you see a, a repentant man, a man who changes on the cross. He chose to be a believer. Yes. He yeah. recognizes Jesus. He recognizes him as Lord. And he asked him to save him. Yeah. The, Jesus said, anyone who comes unto me, I will in no wise cast them out. I love that. Uh, without baptism, without no, good works, without with, anything. Without anything. He just asked him. He didn't have to say the right words. You know, when I'm leading yeah, someone to Christ. Pray this prayer. Uh, yeah. yeah I, when I'm leading someone to Christ, I'm, I'm meticulous to make sure they do right. the right thing because I had so many doubts as a young believer myself that I want to make sure that, that people do exactly so that they check themselves out later on. They can say, yeah, yeah I did I what Jesus did. said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so Jesus looked at him and he said, he said these words, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He did not say today thou shalt be with me in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. He did not say today we will ascend to the Father. In fact, we know that he did not ascend to the Father because... Later, Mary Magdalene would see him after he rose from the dead. Mary Magdalene would see him in the garden, and she would grab uh, grab a hold of his of his feet, and he would say, "No, you can't. Uh, cl- you can't cling to me. Uh, I have not yet ascended to the Father." And the word "cling" means to cling on to him, to hold on, mm-hmm. uh, to hold on to him. And it's not cling ons like on Star Trek, but they were. They we were... were all having a little joke about that before. <laughs> Only techie people nowadays understand that. <laughs> or trekkie. Or, yeah, trekkie. Trekkie, trekkie and techie. Or girls anyway. that grew up with dads that watch this. <laughs> okay. So so they she, she, she grabbed a hold of him. He said, no, you can't do that because I've not yet ascended my father. So we know when Jesus left the cross, when his spirit left, or, or uh, when his soul left, his soul did not go to the Father. We know that didn't take place. We do know that his spirit did go to the Father because he said, Father, 
into thy hands I commend my spirit. That was the last word. So where his body went into the grave, his spirit went to the Father. Wow, I did not know the three so, the three different. I didn't. So his this soul, is insane. His this soul, is crazy to me. Wow, his soul had to go somewhere. So where did his soul go? Did it lay in the body in the in the grave? Well, no. He said to the thief today, this day, shall thou be with me in a place called paradise. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Well, we believe that in, in Luke chapter 16, there's a description of the place of the dead. The Old Testament term is the Hebrew term is Sheol. The New Testament term is Haiti. It's the place of the dead. It's where, um, where those souls go that have neither body nor spirit. Their soul goes to the place of the dead. For an, that, like an example, it would be like Abraham's bosom. Yes, well, from the, from, the, from the New Luke, Testament, yeah, Luke chapter sixteen. That's this is where we get this. Okay, I mean, this is basically uh, taking passages of scripture and putting them together. In Luke chapter sixteen, um, Jesus uh, it tells the story, and I don't believe it's a parable because he doesn't say that it's a parable. He tells the story, and of, he uses real names. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he tells the story of ri- the rich man who died, and he d- and he went to Hades, the mm-hmm. place of the dead, and it was hell fire. He also tells the story, uh, the same thing as the story of Lazarus. Lazarus dies, and the Bible says that the angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. They could see each other in this place. But there was a great gulf fixed between the two. And I believe this was a literal story. This literally happened again because Jesus doesn't indicate. He doesn't say it would be likened unto. He doesn't use parabolic expressions. For those of you uh, who don't know the difference between, between a parable and an actual true story, a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an actual true story. It's like, hey, let me tell you this story as an example but then there was true actual stories too. Yes. Like, so if I if I said uh, if I said to you today, uh, there was a dog out in the middle of the street got hit by a car caused a major accident, you'd say, oh, that's terrible. That really that really happened because I said it. But I would say if I said it would be as though a dog ran out in the street. My wording would tell you that's a parable. That mm-hmm. that that's just a story. Uh, but. If it was, if I didn't say, if I said that happened, you'd say hey, that's that's what happened. Right. So parables don't have, re, re, aren't using real names. With a parable, doesn't have exact descriptions of this is where it was. And and, and or, or and and a parable, again, it's indicated. It would be like this, yes. or it'd be like that. So so then that's why we assume that this is a, the, a, a true, true story. story. So Jesus tells this true story of a rich man who dies, goes to. Hellfire, and you can read it in Luke chapter 16, uh, and he tells the story of this this man whose body died, uh, and but and his soul went to a place called Abraham's bosom. We believe that Abraham's bosom is the same as paradise. You say why? Because Jesus said, "I'm going to paradise. I'm taking this man to paradise," and the only other option we have is. Is Abraham's bosom. This when is, it says this when, a, in hell he lifted up his eyes, is hell Hades? Is yes, that the, what the that is, word that's hell comes fire. from? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, Hades would describe the entire place of the dead. It's a word to talk about the place of the dead. Okay. So 
but there was a there part was of a that. part of it. So they all go to Hades. Yes, half of it is Abraham's bosom. The other half is tormenting flame. Yes, that's okay. right. And there's a gulf fixed between, and you can see the one. You can see, you can see uh, from one side to the other because a conversation ensues between the two, uh, and and. Um, the the rich man cries out and says, Father Abraham, which indicates he was a Jew. This place was a place of fulfillment of promise for Abraham, who God promised eternity and God promised the land. So this place where Abraham is, is Abraham's bosom, those who have the faith of, of the father Abraham. Mm-hmm. So he cries out now and says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he might dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm tormented in this flame. And Abraham says, listen, son, here's the deal. Uh, you had your good things in life and he didn't, but, and, and, the, and then he says this, Besides this, there's a great gulf fixed between us so that you can't get there or can't get here and we can't get there. So we know that this was a place and we know that, uh, that, that the righteous went to one side and the unrighteous, those, the believing went to one side and those that did not believe went to the other side. Can now, I stop you real quick and can you explain when you just said the righteous and the unbelieving, where they went, can you just quickly input here how... Um, everybody gets saved the same way, even the people in the Old Testament as in the New Testament. I've heard a lot of even even good Bible teachers, college professors explain that, um, oh, well, back in the Old Testament, you got into heaven a different way. And I thought, oh, that that's totally false. Can you explain how they got into Abraham's bosom and the other people didn't? Well, the Bible says that Abraham believed God in Romans and it was counted unto him for righteousness. The way we get to heaven is we believe God, and it's counted to us for righteousness. They believed that Messiah was coming. They believed they needed the Savior. They believed they, believed they needed to trust in a coming Savior. They're, the promise of the coming Messiah goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. Abel believed that and sacrificed an animal believing that the, a future sacrifice would come. Cain tried to work his way by, by, by uh, taking the works of his hands and offering them to, uh, the, uh, to, the, to God, and God rejected the, mm. his works. And um, he received Abel, Abel who, who sacrificed the lamb. And so throughout the Old Testament, and into the New Testament, it's always we're always trusting Jesus for salvation, trusting Jehovah God. It's all God. our belief. It, it wasn't their sacrifice that got them to heaven. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, oh, that was a different way to heaven. No. They believed that there was a Messiah coming that would be that would live a perfect life and pay for their and, and their sacrifice on their, their sacrifice was just an example. the evidence of their belief. Mm-hmm. Just like so, baptism yes. is an evidence of our belief. So James James says James says that um, that their works proved their faith. Our works prove right. our faith, but mm-hmm. our works don't save us. It is they show what we believe. That, that's right. It's mm-hmm. our trust in Jesus Christ. And that sorry was true. to interrupt you. I just wanted you to clarify <clears throat> that because I think a lot of you wonder, like, well, then why why did they do the sacrifices? And yeah. I just think 
I think those kinds of clarifications for people are just beautiful. Uh, so. so so very important. Good. So now, why do we believe that Jesus? A, a couple other verses tell us that that Jesus did this in Ephesians chapter four. The Bible says, "He that ascended also descended first into the lower parts of the earth." And people will argue and saying, well, he's just saying to earth, but it says to the lower parts of the earth, we believe that Jesus descended. So in 1 Peter, the Bible says this, that Jesus went and he preached to the spirits that were in prison. And and it indicates that while he was on, while he had left this earth, he went to he went someplace and he preached to the spirits that were in prison. So if you take Ephesians chapter 4 link it to Luke chapter 16, link it to 1 Peter chapter 3, you see this, you see a, you get the teaching. And then with Jesus on the cross saying, today I'll be with you in paradise, we believe that a what happened. theme. Yes. We believe that Jesus was, um, that Jesus died physically. Jesus, again, the last moment said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. His spirit went to be with God the Father. His soul descended into uh, into the lower Hades. parts of the earth, into Hades, but into the paradise. So he didn't experience hellfire. Right. I think it's a false teaching. But he descended into. People say, "Well, but some people believe he went into yeah, the same place." Did 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 he suffer? Did he go, suffer hell? Jesus suffered hell on, on the, the cross. cross. The hell that he suffered was separation from God the Father. Hell is absolute separation from God the Father. Mm. And he took our sins upon himself. God is more holy than to look upon sin. So Jesus, so God the Father turned his back on God the Son. The, Jesus, in that situation, said, Father, I still trust you. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Then he gave up the ghost. He died. He, he, he's, his body went into the grave. His soul went, to, uh, went into paradise with the... Um, with the thief, and and there he preached and said, deliverance is coming. He proclaimed deliverance. He proclaimed salvation. And those people who had been spiritually dead because Jesus had not come to give them spiritual life, he proclaimed deliverance. God the Father sent the Holy the, the Spirit into their lives, and they ascended. So even there's some confusing things that took place. When he ascends, when the resurrection takes place, he he. He resurrects, and there's these other bodies that are resurrecting. Yeah, that are yes. resurrecting. Why? Because the spirit, uh, because the spirit uh, came in, uh, delivered them, and and I, I don't know. It seems like there was just a stopping point between heaven, uh, be, yeah. between Hades and. I don't know heaven. where I learned this, but that <clears throat> some of those some of those saints were walking raised, so they were walking around, so they could sh- preach truth as well. Yes. that's what I was. I. I thought I well, learned that yeah, from you. It, it, even sa- it even says that right there. So, oh, does it? Okay. And I don't so have that passage in front of me, but it's a... It's, so after Jesus rose from the dead, he had also risen a bunch of other people yeah. from the dead. So like great, great grandma Eve, <laughs> who knows? I mean, from the... No, the, from it the, says recently. Oh, it was? Oh, so died. it wasn't... It yeah. was the people that were just... Oh, that's... So it would have been like their regular grandma yeah. that died yeah. or their... Oh wow, that's so! Can you imagine how fascinating that would be? That is to see like, 
And they wouldn't be like Night of the Living Dead walking around. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they would have been healed, like yeah. Jesus walking around. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be, he wouldn't, oh, that's so amazing. So then after he ascended, so, so then, or after he rose from the dead. Then he, as, then he ascends to the Father. And now when we die, because now when we ask Jesus to save us, Jesus says to the Father, Sent, would you send the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit comes into our life because we can do that. We, can, we can't go directly to the Father because we're spiritually dead. So then, but, so what do I do? I have a physical connection with Jesus. That's why he came as a man. So I can say to Jesus, uh, Jesus, please save me. He hears me with his physical ear. This is you know, for us to understand. Yeah. He hears us with his physical ear. He speaks to the Father. Would you send the Holy Spirit to them? Mm. Now I'm spiritually alive because his spirit comes and makes my dead spirit come to life. And now I can communicate directly to, to God, God the Father because I have the spirit of Jesus living wow. inside of me. And that's why when the Bible says we come in Jesus' name, that's exactly what we do. We come because because we have the spirit of, of Jesus living inside of us and we have direct connection to God. I don't need a priest. I've got everything because of what Jesus did that day. That is so awesome. I love learning this kind of stuff. I had no idea about the three different places yeah. that the spirit went to, but it only makes sense. The spirit went to the Father, the soul went to Hades, Abraham's bosom, paradise, and his body went into the tomb. Wow, that's so cool. So when your friends ask, did Jesus go to hell? You can answer biblically. <laughs> you have you have the answers now. It's so amazing what he did for us. Now, there was one more question. I know we have to wrap things up, but you had said about Jesus ascending, and I had never heard this till Neil was telling me today. Um, he said, oh, yeah, your dad talks about this. Um, when he, when Mary Magdalene, the first pe- person that got to see Jesus after he rose from the dead, she, when she came and she clung to him, she said, he said to her, he said, he said, you, you can't hold on to me. I, yeah, I can't remember the exact phrase now, but don't cling to me Yeah, because uh, I have I not haven't yet ascended, ascended to, to my, my father. father. So, so do you, you believe that he then after that went and ascended to the father? Yes, he had to. He and had. then came back because later on. Thomas comes to him and Thomas says, Thomas says, I need to touch him. I need to. And he said, um. Go ahead. He said, yeah, like, go ahead. Reach into my the spirit hole of my so side. In it, fact, So after he rose, you think that he did ascend and then he came back again. Yeah. Yes. And now that may... That, that might not be, the, might case, not be the case, but that's what we so, get from Scripture. With, with Thomas, Thomas wasn't trying to keep him. Mm. Mary was clinging on yeah, to him. Like, stay like, with I me. lost you. Stay with me. Thomas was just permitted to touch him. And I also remember you telling us when we were kids, Thomas, it doesn't say anywhere that Thomas actually did touch him. No. God just said, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Do it. And, he said, and he's like, oh, man, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't need to touch you. I love you. Thank you. Man. Wow. Aren't we all going to feel like idiots right. when, we, when, we, oh, when yes. we see the Lord Jesus? Wow. Yeah. Anyway. That's so great. Uh, we're going to feel forgiven and amazed that we're forgiven. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Wow. Thank you so much, Dad. This was such a wonderful Easter special. I'm so excited about our Resurrection Sunday this coming Sunday. For those of you 
who say, oh, I would love, I don't live there. I'd like to hear the services. You can go to experienceliberty.com and all of our services are on there and you can hear them. You can hear them live even on Facebook. You can hear them live on our website. I would really encourage you in this series that we're going to be doing through the book of Galatians. There's so much, so many questions about liberty. What can I do and what can I do? I'm, I'm saved. I can do whatever I want to do. I, I can, there's so much uh, talk about free grace, and I'm going to be doing this series in our church for the next about eight weeks on the book of Galatians. It's called Breaking Free. And if you can't be here on Sunday morning, I would just encourage you to take 45 minutes throughout your week and listen to it. You can go to kvxl101.com or you can just download it uh, off, off of our website. Is that correct, Grace? So, or YouTube. Or, or you can go mm-hmm. to YouTube. Yeah. I, but this is a series that will help you understand. There's such people either think you're a legalist or you're a, or you're a liberal. Uh, there's a balance in Galatians that we're going to talk about that will really help you to understand, especially in our culturally weird culture right now. It will really help you. Breaking free, liberty in Christ, it will be great for you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation.